welcome back to Why Not Now, the Why Not Now podcast with your very own host, Brian Shreve, and the more important, more handsome co-host, Joe Salazar. What's up, Joe? Oh, you don't, you don't got to talk, you don't got to talk to me like that. You, you well, your hair, what? no, your, your hair just looks so like, it just Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I didn't really do much today. I, just, I kind of woke up like this, like Beyonce today, you know? Um, no, you, you're beautiful as well. And your fit is dope. I love, I love your sweatshirt that you got on right now. You know, a little, little throwback 90s look. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Got very happy to be here, Brian. Thank you so much for, you know, having me as always. And uh, for doing a part two of this uh, very much needed podcast that I think um, myself and a lot of our listeners uh, really need at this point in time right now. Yeah, it's a great reminder that we can uh, get out of a situation that's negative or that we perceive negative and make it a positive. That's really what it's mm-hmm. about. That's what mental toughness is. So mm-hmm. we talked about um, to recap it real quick, appraise your situation or evaluate your situation as as uh, something that you can actually uh, get out of positively or productively or at least neutrally, right? How you appraise things matters. Mm-hmm. Focusing on controllables really matter, right? Because there's a lot of things we can't control when something bad happens, like a pandemic. But what can you control? Because you focus on that, you're more likely to get out of the situation positively. Um, the basic needs theory, some more get competent, just get better, improve. When we're improving, we're more likely, or we see that there's a potential to improve, we're more likely to get out of a situation positively. And connect with those that really help you develop your skills and grow and uh, bring the best out of you. Yeah. Very important for, for mental toughness. Um, and then approach goals. Talk about Kobe. He approaches success. He doesn't avoid failure. And he has a mindset of mastery in mind. And that's really on, and that's what I want to talk about some more is intrinsic motivation and speaking more on behalf of performance. So we all want to look our best. You're getting ready for Hawaii, right? You want to get your six pack abs. You want to, um, those athletes out there, you want to win a championship or win, you know, your event or whatever you're getting ready for. But sometimes things don't go your way and you just can't get there, right? Maybe you came up a little short. Well, if we all had those goals where they're all extrinsic or external, a lot of times we're going to fail, especially in sports. It's like 50-50, you win and lose sometimes. Some of the great ones win way more often than that. But still, there's going to be times when you lose. What will keep you going when you lose? If that's the only goal and you lost, is that going to motivate you to want to keep going? Maybe, maybe not. If you're mentally tough, you will. But what makes you mentally tough is intrinsic motivation. So what I want to talk about today is one aspect of intrinsic motivation that we often hear a lot about uh, is passion. Mm-hmm. And there's two kinds of passion. There's harmonious passion and obsessive passion. All right, very different. So harmonious passion is a passion where you will do it, you will do that very thing uh, without any carrot or stick out there you'll do it without if it was for free you would still do it you just love the very pursuit of that thing we talked about Kobe bryant last week he loves the game of basketball mm-hmm. i love that i'm very inspired by his uh, i'm gonna talk about inspiration in a second really inspired by his book that, that like five minute 
or uh, sorry, short film, the short film he won Oscar mm-hmm. for, speaking of the Oscars the other night, right? He talked about that in that five-minute film about how much he loved basketball since he was a child, right? That's harmonious passion to me. Mm-hmm. Now, you can argue he did have some obsessive passion as well, and that's where we don't want to be. Obsessive passion, and the difference here is control. Harmonious passion, we're in control. We love it so much. We call the shots. Obsessive passion, we feel like we're out of control. We feel like we're doing it because of an external factor. We feel this pressure to do it. We feel like we're just too um, bought in that we can't get out of it, even though we don't really love that very thing. But we're obsessively engaged in it for all those negative reasons, really. That makes sense? Yeah, 100%. So really choose your passion wisely is really the key here. Um, making sure that the, the passion comes from a good place. So it's, yeah, one's associated with negative emotions with the activity, rigid persistence, um, and it negatively, negatively supports intrinsic motivation where harmonious mm-hmm. passion is driven by um, a healthy internal pressure to engage with the activity, mm-hmm. right? Have, have you been in a situation like I, know, I can recall um, a situation where I've been definitely in obsessive passion versus harmonious passion. You got, I, I got, got one. Yeah, I got, I got probably name of a couple. Let me hear yours first. Okay. Um, obsessive, obsessive passion versus harmonious passion. Oh, uh, when uh, sports is a good example. Mm-hmm. When I was boxing at one point, I would, I love boxing. It was fun. It was just, I love the pursuit the activity, the, the health benefits, all the intrinsic motivators, mm-hmm. right? And then it got to a point where it's competing and I got obsessed with the weight cutting, the, you know, I felt like I had to win. I felt like I had to go to practice when I didn't feel like it anymore because I just felt this pressure of like the outcome. Yeah. You know, and all the other areas that weren't so fun. And I focused my efforts on, you know, the weight cutting, the, the, the training and all that stuff when I, you know, really enjoyed like, watching boxing, sparring, doing those things that were fun. And I focused my efforts too much on the not so fun stuff. Give me one of yours. Yeah. Um, let's see. One of them. So one of them definitely was uh, like podcasting, like harmonious. The harmonious part of that would be like, I truly do love it. Like I love having conversations. I love being able to share those conversations. I love being the feeling of, feeling like I'm contributing to someone's life. Like, I think that's so valuable. I think it's valuable in a way where I wake up and I can't wait to the net, listen to the next, you know, whatever podcast I'm listening to. Um, or I can't wait to like learn about something, you know, new and being able to do that for someone else gives me almost like a feeling of, you know, pure like euphor- euphoria. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And a couple of months ago, um, I was considering starting my own podcast network. I know this is about like a couple months ago. It must have been, must have been a couple of years ago now. Um, I was uh-huh. trying to start my own podcast network and it became a point where I was just like recording like four or five episodes a day. They were all shit. And it was only just because I felt like that's what like I needed to do. It wasn't a way, it wasn't in a way where, um, you know, it, I, I just lost the passion for it. I lost sight of why, I was originally doing it in the first place. Like I thought more quantity equals quality. And it was just very much the opposite rather than taking my time and, you know, taking a week to make a, you know, a good 
podcast episode and produce a good podcast episode. Um, and that came through in a lot of the interviews, you know, it wasn't like, you know, me and you having a conversation being honest, being vulnerable and kind of like being collaborative. It was very much, um, like talking at and not even really listening, you know, and that, and once I noticed that that was being, you know, taken away from, you know, the, the sports that I call, you know, podcasting, um, I really started to fall out of love with it. And that, and that broke my heart because I truly do love it. And if I'm starting to fall out of love with something, that means I'm turn, I'm spinning it a little bit. I'm not doing what I'm not doing it the way that is bringing me joy. And so that was the most important part for me. hundred percent. Um, that's a great example. And, um, we both use like a, a different performance setting. I love it. I use a sport you use podcasting which is in its very own right a performance and anything really can be that one really is you're literally performing like we just are right now but we I think we've all been there you know even you and I off the record here before the episode we're talking about you know things about losing passion or losing like that connection with our with um you know our jobs at times right it's difficult Mm -hmm. to always keep you know the love alive Mm -hmm. but I think what we're getting at is Focus on the areas that are fun. Focus on the areas that did bring you the love for it. Focus on the little things. And not all parts of that job or sport or whatever are going to always have those fun things associated with it. But just focusing on those things that bring you life are going to keep you more engaged with that activity. Yeah. And And also, too, like a big part of it is like tell yourself you're enjoying it. Like find always find the good part. Like, like no, like even though it was shitty that you know that feed dropped and the George Floyd, you know, um, you know, hit from Minneapolis. Um, at the yeah. same time, it's like no, next time, like I'm logging on earlier. I'm asking them more questions. Next, and it's something that went really well. Like, yeah, I knew exactly what to do. Like I know when that stuff happens. It's about putting your narrative on it. Like your mind is such a powerful tool, in my experience. Like when we used to run sprints for, you know, baseball, college baseball that I played, our coach would always say, you know, your mind is going to give up before your body does. Like if you just like tell yourself like, hey, I'm going to kill like these next like tw- I'm going to do 20 more sprints. If you tell yourself to say it out loud, I'm going to do 20 more sprints. Maybe you will. You know, if you say I'm the best MFR in here, hey, then maybe start walking around like it. Maybe it'll turn into it. And who knows? If you're saying that you have, you know, the job of your dreams or the you've achieved the goals of your dreams and you're happy with where you are right now, there's a good chance that you might start believing it. You basically in a nutshell defines uh, mental toughness for us. And you actually explain why we've done a couple episodes now on uh, mental performance, why the mind is the most important performance tool that we have mm-hmm. because the diet, the sleep, the exercise, all of that, comes down to the mind first because the mind um, can either lay down or be your best friend exactly so um you really uh summed it up there really well joe and then put that more in perspective the last part i want to talk about we talk about the right kinds of passion then there's inspiration so if you want to be mentally tough you have to be passionate in the right way but you also have to be inspired to be motivated to be mentally tough there's two kinds of inspiration one is more helpful than mentally tough and one can be helpful, but I'll get to why. One is intense inspiration. So that's getting like, all right, I feel really unmotivated. I'm gonna like go to 
I'm going to go on vacation for a week and like really get my mind off of things and just like not worry about work and do something really fun and enjoyable and then come back. And then what happens when you come back? You're like, oh man, I hate my job still or hate my performance or my sport, whatever it is. Just not there. Well, you just did what's called intense inspiration, right? You just took a week off and you took your mind off, which isn't a bad thing. But what research has shown to improve your mental toughness and keep you connected to that very thing that you want to keep doing, that performance, is frequent inspiration. So what's better is, you know, spend an hour a day doing something that inspires you. Spend five minutes a day for that matter. Mm -hmm. Frequently is more important than an intense bout. Mm-hmm. And that really goes for, I think, anything in life, right? It's like consistency is more important than intensity when it comes to working out mm-hmm. as well. So um, I think it's important to keep that in mind, like find frequent ways to motivate yourself mm-hmm. so that you can stay like loving that thing or wanting to like adapt positively when things are not mm-hmm. going your way. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it makes in that way it makes it fun. You're like playing a little game with yourself, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, find find that next thing, you know. Like, and also you learn so much about yourself when you do things like that. You know, when you when you're challenging yourself, you're enjoying the challenges that you you're setting for yourself. You're setting goals for yourself, and you're enjoying those too. Um, and honestly, too, if you if you're not enjoying them, then change it. Like, you no one is holding you to a standard of where you need to be or what you you have to be except for yourself so that i mean the whole intrinsic inspiration is 100 percent part of it yeah big takeaways it's got to come from within not external you can't fake it you'll be exposed real quick you will and it only lasts so long Mm. it only lasts so long so uh, the other thing you kind of mentioned just now too to really wrap things up is a challenging, you got to challenge yourself. A challenging environment is critical in a supportive environment. It's got to be challenging and supportive. And that's the foundation to resilience, which you, before you thrive under pressure, you got to be able to survive. Got to be resilient before you're mentally tough. So just practice challenging yourself and practice being around people or places that support you and will help you uh, get through it. Yeah, perfect. Great episode. Great episode. Great episode. I love um, your your knowledge bomb today, Joe. You're just you just had some. Uh, I do my best, I You know, it's what happens when you watch a uh, Mortal Kombat over the weekend with uh, one of your best friends. You oh, right? you suddenly oh. become so much more woke and inspirational. <laughs> all those haters out there, all those haters out there, saying the movie. Uh, the movie did what it was supposed to, right, Joe? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you put it best right when the movie ended. You said ten out of ten. Yeah, I did. I really did. I, it gave me the best action scenes I've seen in a long time. In a long yeah, time. and it gave me Scorpion vs. Sub-Zero in the movie, which what I've been waiting since I was six years old to like see that. So, thumbs up in my book. I'm no Roger Ebert, but that's just how I'm feeling about the situation. 10 out of 10. We'll leave it at that. We'll see you another, for another episode next week. And remember, why? Why not, not now? Now. now.